Lions and tigers and bears are among the many animals you will find at Keenan's Wildlife Preserve, the final of Barbie's ex-boyfriends who may have information about what happened to Kenneth. Now Barbie's best friends, Georgette and Candy, head there to get information. But will they encounter more than drama, dolls, and death? Find out now in the fourth episode of our parody TTRPG series, Barbie Didn't Do It. Welcome back to the pastel pink universe, the Barbie universe, where we are all dolls and players too, because this is a TTRPG. We are rolling D6s to determine our fate. Five to six is a success. One to two is a failure. Three to four is that fun gray area. I am the doll maker, your storyteller, guiding my doll friends, Georgette Hi. and Candy. Hi. As we try to uh, figure out who killed Kenneth, Barbie's new boyfriend, and clear her name because she's currently a fugitive on the run convicted of his murder. Or accused of his murder, I should say. Not yet convicted. We have to stop things before it gets to the conviction point. Barbie didn't do it! That's what I've been saying. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Georgette. I'm, I'm not convinced. Let's, let's unpack that a little bit, Candy, because you are one of Barbie's best friends, yes. correct? And you are an artist, so you rely a lot on feeling. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh my God. Where does your feeling tell you on this? Like, who are you thinking of Barbie's ex-boyfriends who we've met? Kenzo, the race car driver. We've met Dr. Kendall, a very surly fellow. We're about to meet her final boyfriend, Keenan. Where, where's your head at with this? Well, I'll tell you what, I've just been absolutely overwhelmed. Now, my late husband, Buck, was a big fan of Kenzo. Mm -hmm, we have mm -hmm. his poster up over the bed. Now, Dr. Kendall, he was a real prick. But could he be a murderer? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yes. Maybe medical malpractice. I, he could have done it. Georgette, I think you're really onto something there. And you're an observant person. Quite. You're, you're a handy person. You come from a, the farm life. That's true. It's a very kind of do-it-yourself, get-your-hands-dirty kind of mm -hmm. situation. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to clear your friend's name? Oh, absolutely. Barbie did not do this. And there is no way that she had been there for the birth of 39 cows and seen the gift of life and then be able to take that away? I don't think so. Oh, it's her 40th birth. I thought she was giving birth on her 40th. No, I don't think cows live that long. I think Dr. Kendall, whose ruthless disrespect and complete lack of interest in formalities. First of all, I'm into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a lot of daddy stuff. Not gonna unpack it here. <laughs> I think he would, if he did it, he would be telling us because he'd be so proud of his handiwork. Now, she makes a good point. He does have an ego and he would wanna know that he could do it and that we couldn't. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm completely off here. Who, who am I? Who am I? Not some, you know, omnipotent narrator in all of this. <laughs> who are we talking to? What if uh, one of the other colorful characters that we've met along the way here had a hand in this? Let's see, we met Todd, who was Kenzo's 
man butler. butler yeah. Who, uh, I think there was more going on there sexually. Oh, okay. We met Fred the ferret. I think there was more going on there sexually. No. Okay. That was Barbie's little ferret mechanic. Yes, and also he- Likes he, to get in holes. He uh, tends to the crops on my, on my farm. Really? And so, yes. I, oh, I didn't know that. He's yes, been that moonlighting. Was a big surprise that he was the mechanic there. He's been moonlighting on the moonlight. No, he was my, he works oh, right, right, for right, me. Right, 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 Okay. And so then he, we found him in that little tailpipe and I said, oh, Fred. Yeah, what are you doing here? What are you doing and here? We sent him off on his way. But I do think he could kill. We also met Ingrid, who was a former Barbie friend of yours. The floor shitter. And if someone's willing to shit on the floor in a hospital, what else would they be willing I'll to tell do? tell you that, that Barbie's not right in the head. And who could forget Rocky Papaducci? Quite a sweet man at the racetrack, actually. Did he die? No, he actually, <laughs> um, he, he managed to make it into a, a sewer tunnel and he survived the collapse of Kenzo's racetrack. Yes. That little troll man. Oh my God, bless his heart. And uh, a skipper. Now, Barbie's sister, my goodness, that poor girl. Suffered uh, unending pain. At the hands of Dr. Kendall. At Dr. Kendall. At Dr. Kendall. Kendall's hands. But she survived. Maybe does she have some vendetta against Barbie? Who, who knows? I don't understand why you would have a vendetta against somebody whose shadow looms over you your entire life and is better at everything you could ever try to attempt. That just doesn't check out for me. It doesn't track. The track that Tito Martinez was tying Summer to. I mean, I feel like they're already doing their freaky shit in the open. You know, they're not hiding any murders. No, right? and they're proud of it. And all these people have both arms. Something that Barbie told you when you first saw her at her camper. She said Barbie that said she was, was looking. Scary puddle. Oh, scary puddle. It was a puddle. It was a burning Mom. fume. Smell, yeah. Burning smell. smell. Yeah, and I think that was it. And there was a man with <gasps> one arm. That's right, that there was another thing. Away. And yeah. let's see, my other note here says Peppaducci. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot be stopped or contained. I have a note here that says mirrors. Yeah, I mean, I guess like a mirror shows you maybe what you don't see right away, right, Candy? I love mirrors. She okay. thinks that all windows are mirrors just because a little bit of reflection there. Sometimes I look different, like a landscape. I think we can all agree that Barbie has suffered a lot of heartbreak in her life. She lost her original love, Ken. Yes. And she was just trying to get her game back. She was dating a bunch of Kens, trying to see if she could find love again. And it seemed like she had something going finally with Kenneth and you know, unfortunately, he met his untimely end. Yeah, it's up to you gals. How did he die? Stabbed. Oh my God, that's actually... Wait, Kenneth? Yeah. What about the first one? How did he die? Ken? Yeah. Uh, I believe it was a, a crew, a moonlight cruise <gasps> accident. Candy, I, I mean, you have a crystal collection, correct? Mm-hmm. In the you? mind of a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been able to draw on any of the powers of your crystals recently to kind of gauge, you know, any any feelings from those? Tons, tons. So I've been giving Georgette readings behind her back this entire time. I see, <gasps> wow. Judging by the crystal readings, fulfilled, and yet at the same time, unfulfilled. I just really want to be failed. We can make that happen. Rocky Peppaducci single. What? You're talking She's about hungry. Uh, Let's get uh, some some food in you gals. And we can do that after we solve this mystery. We'll go for some shawarma or whatever. Oh. That'll be like a fun post-credit <laughs> scene. But, uh, <laughs> I've only seen that on the TV. Yes. Maybe I could get pita bread. Right now, you have the final Ken to go and interrogate. And this is Keenan, who is Barbie's zoologist ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. who runs the wildlife preserve. And you can see on your little map there, uh, a direct path from the hospital to the animal preserve. And you've got a couple options here 
to get to the animal preserve because you got Barbie's Corvette parked in the hospital garage. In the last episode, you helped Dr. Kendall perform a surgery on Skipper, and then he tossed you the keys to his car. Reasonably, wouldn't the head surgeon have the keys to the ambulance that brings in the patients? I guess he would. <laughs> that was going to be the third car, but I guess you're right that he would have his car and he would have the keys to the racing ambulance that we established Thank in you. episode two. Thank you, omnipotent <laughs> narrator. We also have her bike on the bike rack on the back of Barbie's Corvette. But don't. <laughs> Don't tell Barbie that I put a bike rack on her Corvette because she will be modeling mad at me. It's a Schwinn from 1972, <laughs> which means it weighs more than the car. It yeah. looks like it's on hydraulics. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a low rider. How do you want to roll up to the animal preserve? If you what? want, you can roll for it to see which car you take. Yeah, let's go okay. ahead and roll for it. We have four options. We Corvette, doctor's car, mm -hmm. ambulance, bike. So we roll that D4 and let's see what. Okay, we're taking the doctor's car. And I'm taking the ambulance. All right. Okay. You get down to the <laughs> to the hospital garage, and there you see it, beautiful as ever, as the day it was born. The the racing ambulance. Huge spoiler. Flames on the sides because yeah. we know this thing goes fast. And then we uh, we see the doctor's car, which is also an ambulance. <laughs> it's just a much slower ambulance. Yes. And uh, it's unclear how Doctor Kendall got this car, but. That's just his deal. That's just his deal. He's a strange little man. So you get to the garage and you see, of course, the racing ambulance as beautiful as the day it was born. Flames on the side. I don't know what other fixins you want on it. Dice. I was gonna say fuzzy dice <laughs> from dice. the rear view mirror. You don't even have to pick out of this crowd of cars which one is Dr. Kendall's, because it is a shiny lime green geo storm. Yes. Well, it's not as shiny as it once was. You're holding up a picture a of a Geostorm yeah. in front of it, and it's beautiful and bright. And then when you lower it, it's his dented, beat up. And uh, there's parking tickets all over the dashboard. A bunch of medical malpractice lawsuits strewn about the back seat. Three normal tires, one spare. All right, so it's, it's kind of up to, to use you to kind of head out to the Animal Reserve now. All right. Uh, what song's on the radio when you, the, what's playing there? Whitney Houston. I decided long ago never to walk. And anyone shadow. Yeah, that's the song. Maybe there's a softer side to Dr. Kendall that we've never seen. The Racing Ambulance is playing full volume Trans-Siberian Orchestra Easter music. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so you two are ripping down the freeway. Side by side. Yeah, you're looking at each other. You're not looking at the road. No. To the animal reserve! Two animals! Candy, I really hope that we can clear Barbie's name. Yeah, I want to see a monkey. All right, you're at the animal preserve, and you park right in front and center. I park inside the zoo. It's pretty empty <laughs> in the park today, which is why you're able to just get that front row interior zoo parking spot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Georgette, do you also just rip into the zoo? Well, yeah, I'm following the ambulance, so it's like I have the right of way. You can put on the lights and the sirens, and you can go anywhere All into right. the elephant house. Oh, no. I don't think the elephants will like that. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do hear, like, there's a cacophony of animals that kind of screech out at the sound of the sirens. And then you hear a voice call out to you. Ugh, crocky, who's making all that racket? It's hard because you've got so many sirens and radios playing, but you see just beyond you, there is a man, uh, friendly, he's smiling. He's got a great, great big smile on his face and he's wearing some fatigues, uh, sh uh, kind of short sleeve button up and, and shorts. And next to him is quite a very unimpressed looking young uh, Barbie woman 
with the long dark hair who's kind of chewing gum and just giving you a little bit of the stink eye. And you, and you can tell that the person that just called out, it, it was coming from this guy because he's, he's waving his arms at you to, to stop. I wave back. Kanan, is that you? G'day ladies, what brings you to this wildlife preserve today? These cars. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's how we got here. Well, it's a little hard for Keenan to shout over all the sirens and radios. Turn it up. No, down, turn it down. I turned the car off and I stepped out. Okay. Just I a, rip out the radio with that strength from episode one. Despite being maybe the sweetest of Barbie's ex-boyfriends, you never actually met Keenan before. This is the first time that you're you're seeing him in person. You'd heard about him from Barbie, but this is a, the, a little bit of a meet cute. Keenan, is that you? We're Barbie's friends. Ah, Barbie's friends, eh? Well, as a fellow uh, zoologist and conservationist, just like Barbie was. Well, still is, still her, is. Okay, still accused, is. accused. Her friends are welcome in my wildlife preserve. Oh, that's great news. Keenan, we've been looking for you because we just wanted to talk to you and, and see if you know anything about what's going on with Barbie and why she's being accused of this murder. She didn't do it, Keenan. You know her. Young Barbie with the long dark hair and chewing gum steps forward and she says, this isn't a time for sticking around, talking about nothing, about nonsense. We've got tours to run, Keenan. We've got tours going on. Are you going to buy a ticket for a tour? I get out of the ambulance and I toss the keys into the reptile house and say, keep it out front. Yeah, there's a, there's a Komodo dragon that reaches out one taloned uh, palm and, and grabs the keys and then just sticks them in its, its mouth and swallows. <laughs> Good luck getting that back without getting whacked. Kanan, we're gonna, we gotta go, we gotta go. The tours are leaving, the tram tours leaving soon, the koala walks leaving soon. I'll take a ticket. Pull out daddy's credit card. One of the three items is always on me. What will it be? A ticket for the tram tour or a ticket for the koala walk? Highly recommend the tram tour. Which one are you guys gonna be on? Well, considering we don't have any other guests in the park, I guess we'll be on whichever one you're going on. Georgette. I'd like to go on the tram tour. I'm thinking we have a koala drive. Two tickets to the tram tour, please. All As right. guided by a koala. Two tickets for the tram tour. Will you be purchasing the collectible cup? Oh, will you, give me, can I, can, will, you, will your daddy buy me the collectible of cup? Of course, we'll take six. Six collectible cups at $30 each. That'll be about, let's see here, 120 kilometers. Pretty expensive, gotta keep the doors open, eh? It's gonna be, uh, let's just say with ticks and tits, gonna be 200 didgeridoos. I pull out from my purse a card that is clearly so weighty and so rigid, and I, I wield it like a butterfly knife. I spin it around the back of my hand. <laughs> it's a Girl Scover card. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go, charge it to this. The dark-haired Barbie whose uh, name you, you haven't asked for and she hasn't given, but you can see she has a, a name tag that says Stacy. Uh, she takes the, uh, the card from you and then pulls out a little charger and she charges it. And then with as much strength as she can muster, she lifts the card and gives it back to you with a thunk. <laughs> Here are your tickets, enjoy the tram tour. And uh, suddenly as she says that, a uh, almost as if it's being dri driven by no one, a tram pulls up and, and Keenan kind of like flies up the stairs behind the wheel. All right, ladies, let's make like some wallabies and climb on in. They'd like the pouch, the climbing into the mother's pouch. 
They do. They like to climb in the pouch. You'll hear all about that on the tram tour, ladies. Let's get on with it, eh? I thought a koala was driving. The koala's out sick today. You're gonna have to set off a cannon behind the wheel. Can he chew eucalyptus? <laughs> <laughs> I can see why Barbie liked him so much. I think these are toxic to humans. The eucalyptus is only for staff. <laughs> Is that what she's chewing? She is. It's, it's a, like, you thought, we thought it was gum, but it is yeah, eucalyptus yeah. chewing on it. And Georgette, does it remind you of the cows munching their, their cud on the farm? She's cud munching? <laughs> she is. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were a thing. Entirely no, professional this is a relationship. Completely platonic. Also, do you two get on this tram tour? Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. We're getting on the hey, you Wait, are the I hang off the edge. I now have a pith helmet and a pair of binoculars. <laughs> you are the only two passengers on this tram tour and uh, you kind of look back behind you as you're leaving and you see Stacy. she's just standing with her arms crossed watching as the tram takes to the road and Keenan's behind the wheel, he's got a great big grin on his face, he's got one foot up on the dash and you can tell this guy is just full of excitement, he loves what he does and he's dressed in very breathable, comfortable clothes for the job, he's got a range of movement here which may come into use later, and probably in his profession day of, to day. Yeah. A lot of levers on the yeah. tram. And so you start uh, <laughs> on the tram tour, and you're winding through these, this road that becomes more rustic as you're going into the preserve through the, the jungly areas. You start to see more trees around you. There's a little bit of a creek that's kind of running by. It's beautiful, the animals. Let's love it here. I didn't even know this was so close to us here in the Barbieverse. Get those binoculars ready. There's wildlife foot. I picked mine up backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking through the front of the binoculars. And candy. <laughs> it's tiny. It Roll a d6. Let's see what you see. <laughs> it, should, it should go without saying, but I oh, like the what blue one. See? Okay, let's see. Roll a d6. Six. Six. Everything. You, so you have the binoculars <laughs> turned facing in your eyes, and through these, you can see the entire universe. You see stars dying and being born. You see the <laughs> celestial cosmos at play. You, you're this close to having an existential epiphany. And then Georgette nudges you. Ah! Oh, girls, have a go with this over here in the bush. We got some, some spotted caimans wandering through the brush. Now, you want to be careful around those. Don't want them to tag you. She's a beauty. Don't get me wrong, but she'll take your fingers right off if, you don't, if you're not too careful, eh? I have an idea for the mystery that we're solving. Excuse me, Keenan. Yeah, that's me. You have a lot of animals here. Do you have an exhibit for one-armed men? Look, are they endangered? They are a danger. Keenan, your, your specialty is in animals and wildlife, and you know for a fact from your long history of zoos that people in zoos has been long outlawed, as much as you would like to. to. Listen, Candy, I like to say it, but we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, at, there's a, a herd of elephants in the distance there. See, it's not quite the same. There's a one-armed guy in a cage, but... To have a go at this, look, there's even a baby walking with them. And Georgette, uh, she sees that, you know, because of her vast knowledge also of animals, mostly cows, one of those elephants is pregnant. I think it's about to give birth. Oh my gosh. Keenan, are you equipped to be delivering an elephant baby? Oh, every day of my life. Let's get on over there and witness the <laughs> miracle of life, shall we? Georgette has given birth to 39 cows. Not herself, she has helped deliver 39 cows. Well, it's about to be 39 cows and one elephant calf. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, Keenan Heats, he takes a, a hard turn toward the elephants and you can tell all the elephants, there's, there's excitement in the air. They all know something's going on. Their trunks are kind of like going up and down. <laughs> and then you see the mother elephant. She's uh, on her back. She's on her with back. With her legs spread. Legs splayed. On stirrups. Yeah. <laughs> Made of some bamboo shoes. Two trees. Uh, the, uh, the pandas have brought over some bamboo and they've folded them into a stirrup, as Georgette's oh, saying. A, look at this. <laughs> the entire animal kingdom has come together. And you can see the mother elephant is starting to crown. But oh no. The calf appears to be twisted. Keenan, you can't pull this out on your own. Elbow deep, trying to get the... When did that happen? He got over there so fast. <laughs> I jumped out of the... I jumped out of the moving tram, you see. I'm getting... I'm holding a crystal mic. This elephant is fulfilled. <laughs> Don't worry, I can help! Oh, thanks, Georgette. Get in there with me. I shove my leg, because I have bendy arms. All right, uh, Georgette, roll a d6. Six. six. Okay, wow. Georgette, describe what you were doing to help Keenan pull this calf I've, I've from got, this. I've got the edge, and I'm just pulling on one side. And the uh, the mother elephant, she's kind of like she's braced. She's got her her hand, her right arms against tree trunks. She's bracing yeah. herself. So uh, and, as and she's gripping the 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 trunk of the father elephant. Going <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As an expert uh, animal de cow cow deliverer, Azula. Yeah, Azula. <laughs> I reach my arms in there, Georgia, and then she spins, and you know how her top half can twist all the way around. What? Independent of her legs, because I, <laughs> I am a Barbie. Oh, yes, yes. So I'm just twisting, rotating like a, like a- Like, my, a, like a corkscrew. My yeah. The top half of my body is spinning independently <laughs> of my legs, and I'm twisting the, the baby calf. The baby calf. Keenan, have you ever out. seen anyone deliver a baby elephant calf like this? This is a technique I've never seen before. She's a natural. It's like she's done this before. <laughs> I so tuned the radio to the Whitney Houston station. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we start to hear, wah, wah. and in unison, all the animals bow for an elephant king. <laughs> a young okay. elephant prince has Bavar? been born we here bow today. Too. Yes. Oh yes, we all bow in reverence, the including elephant. the doll maker who is you know, in the omnipresence. Um, Georgette, that was incredible. I've never seen any technique like that before. Does she put her hands out and spin around at the waist and just fling off the afterbirth? Yeah, <laughs> like a little... <laughs> yeah. Now we might want to stand back now. This is the part where she sits. A tiger catches the placenta in its mouth and swallows. Nope. Yeah. Circle of life. Keenan, would you say that this is kind of, the girls have earned your trust here? I'd say they did. A friend of animals is a friend to you, right? It's true. Have the dogs been bowing as well alongside the creatures of the animal reserve? The wild pack of rogue dogs that chased you in episode two in the race and has kind of been lurking in the background for this whole ordeal, they have also busted into the animal kingdom. They are bowing, but boy, do they not know what the fuck is going on. They missed a few plot points along the way. They're outside the hospital yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Kanan, that yeah. was just such a beautiful uh, event that we just experienced together. It happens three times a day. Oh, Kanan, do, do you know anything about uh, everything that's been happening to Barbie and why somebody thinks that she murdered Kenneth? Barbie, blonde, about eight inches tall. Believe it or not, I know she is. There was something. See, I got a message, a very strange message from Barbie. A message on Barbie's personal stationery, not unlike the message that Kenzo received. I'd, I didn't recognize it anywhere. And I was about to read it, but a big old crock ran up and whack 
Got it, took it from me. Scrambled out under the lake. Uh, now, Keenan, this croc uh, that you're talking about, because you've got lots of crocs at the animal reserve, right? What's uh, unique about this crocodile? Well, she, oh, first of she. all, I call her a she because I'm in love with her, because she's oh. a beauty. Oh, I see, okay, yeah. like metaphorically. She's the biggest croc I've ever seen. Absolutely gorgeous. Massive croc. Big ass croc. A Huge little ag croc. Aggressive? Oh, she's real angry all the time. She's a man eater. And she stole this note that Snaps. you received. Right out of my hands. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, just then, serendipitously, you hear coming from the tram. <laughs> it's a message on the on the walkie-talkie. Kane and come in. Kane and come in. What is it, Stacy? Croc sighting over by the swamps. We've got a croc sighting over by the swamps. How big? The biggest croc you've ever seen over. It's gotta be her. Our oh, name's Sheila, of course. It sounds like Stacy has eyes on Shelob over at the swamps. Yeah. Now, what do you all need with Barbie? What do you need this stationery for? Well, we're trying to clear Barbie's name. We know she didn't do this. Unless you did it, in which case we just need it just cause. Clearly, you can see I've got my hands full with this place. So it looks like our objectives are aligned. So how about you two and me form an alliance? Take down this croc together, put her to sleep. Oh, okay, okay. Give her a nice big hug before she gets me in a death roll. <laughs> Is that something that happens often? You and the crocs rolling about? Yeah, but it's usually because they're trying to eat me. But they're beauties, right? Oh, absolute beauties. <laughs> I love them. Conan, I've got eyes on the croc right now. You better hurry before it's gone We're over. on our way, Stacy. We're on our way over. Well, let's go. Back in the tram, ladies. Let's get to that croc. All right, so you uh, you load back in the tram, and, and Keenan, you are uh, driving this tram in a way that you've never driven it before. You're flying down these roads at full tilt, speeding, the, and Georgette and Candy, like you're just bumping all over we're, the place. We're wearing our goggles, helmets, scarves, and gloves from episode two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, buckle up, ladies. We'll be there faster than you can say didgeridoo to you. Didgeridoo to you. We're rounding the corner past the tarantula den, and we are coming up on the swamp where the croc it uh, was spotted by Stacy. All right, now tread carefully. It's a very dangerous creature despite how beautiful she is. Yeah, I, well. I do a sweep with the binoculars backwards and I go, well, there's a croc, but she's very small. And then I go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, and you do, you you, uh, you get to this this little swamp area. Keenan was not uh, exaggerating here. This is the biggest crocodile you have ever seen. It looks positively prehistoric in size. Scales uh, rough and sharp. So even from this distance, you can see them outlined one by one. That's how big it is. It looks like it should be standing on its feet with a clock, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Like that's how big this crocodile <laughs> is. Time. They make them bigger in the swamp. Those swamp crocs bigger than any country croc I've ever seen. I take a picture for Zeke and I say, Thinking of my South American boyfriend. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> He's a big red pile guy. Maybe. You take a picture for Zake, who's the dishwasher, and tell him about your South American boyfriend? Communication is so important. The crocodile does not like this. The crocodile hears the sound from your- A bearded dragon. Message going through. Awesome. <laughs> and they just, let's have a little growl at this. They do not like that you are here encroaching on their territory. I get a picture of that too. This this agitates the crocodile even more and it starts to slither out of the swamp really fast, moving three paces toward you. Bloom an onion. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you've got some things at your disposal here, okay? You've got Keenan, who is a croc master, croc wrestling master. Yeah. Georgette, you've got your hammer. 
Yes, I do have my hammer still. Candy, you've got your crystal. And my favorite baby blue microphone. And also on the tram, there are some things too. There's a rope, let's say. There's um, a first aid kit that has a bunch of things in it. And um, there just so happens to also be an inflatable crocodile. Uh, I, a kid must have left it on. It's one of the things in the, the store, you know, the when you go and you can buy souvenirs, you can get one of those like cool inflatable crocs or whales or whatever. Some kid must have just ditched it there. So uh, yeah, this croc looks like it's a little bit mad, but it also looks like it might bolt at any minute if it's not uh, captured and subdued. Uh oh, looks like we've agitated it. We gotta proceed very carefully at this point. So yeah, we can go one by one taking actions to see if we can uh, get this croc under wraps. And uh, Keenan, do you wanna go first? Roll that D6. You betcha. State what you wanna try to okay. do. Keenan wants to try to get that inflatable croc out. That's the decoy. Oh, okay, okay. It looks just like a male, smells like one too. So you wanna get that from the, from the tram? Yeah. And... That's a four. Okay, well you, you get the, the croc, the inflatable one from the tram, but you can also see that it's, it's got a little bit of a hole in it, so it's starting to lose air. You gotta, it's a race against time here, because this thing's gonna be deflated Oh soon. no, she yeah. was too aggressive during her last mating ritual. She popped a <laughs> hole right in it. <laughs> Wait, the, the blow up crocodile? Yeah, she got the... sharp teeth. She's a power bottom. Oh, okay. All right, Georgette, would you like to attempt anything? Uh, yeah, well, Georgette sees that the inflatable crocodile is um, deflating very quickly. So she busts open the first aid kit and pulls out some, you know, medical tape. Oh, that's, let's see if that tape sticks, if it still has uh, adhesive on it or it's worn out. I feel like I should use this lucky die. He wants to reuse his medical tape. You ruined it. Ooh. <laughs> One. I'm sorry, Georgette. No one's checked on this first aid kit in a while and all these supplies are way out of date and that tape is not sticking. Son of a bitch! Candy, anything? I take my favorite baby blue microphone okay. and I soothe the wild soul of this crocodile. Oh, let's, let's, how you soothe them? By doing what? Well, I sing a song fit for an animal. Can we hear a few lines of the song? I sure it's very guttural. Oh, oh, I'm a sexy baby. Mm, this gator. Mm, this croc, this gator croc, she's gotta calm down, calm down the stairs to the rest of us. No use being upset, throw up that stationary. Lady, 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 mm, crocodile, little crocodile, I'm a sexy okay, baby. Georgia can't help herself, she just feeling it. Oh, yeah, we're all into it, but let's see if the crocodile is. It's got one eyebrow oh, raised. Roll that D6, let's see if you soothe the savage beast. Oh, she's making that face. And I, and I roll, I do it F-O-3. Oh, no. <laughs> the crocodile lowers its eyebrow and then at the front of its teeth, it produces the note on Barbie's stationery like it's taunting you. Look, there it is. I'm gonna jump on her, try to hold onto her head, and you're gonna have to grab her and hold her mouth shut. It's the only way we're gonna get that note out of there. So follow my lead. Keaton runs out to that croc to jump on her back with the rope. All right, let's see it. If it, if it happens. Ha! Ooh, a one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> follow my lead, ladies. I'm going in. <laughs> Come here, you little beauty. So what do you do when you, you make this dive at the croc? Keaton just runs in there with the rope swinging over his head. And he goes to try to jump on her back right above her neck. As you uh, jump 
on her back. The croc sees this coming from a mile away and does the thing that a crocodile does in cartoons where it looks up and then opens its jaws. And so then you Keenan land, yes. so you are standing directly on either side of its, its yeah. upper and lower jaw, almost like you're tap dancing on a flagpole. <laughs> like Captain Hook. Yeah, and oh, now, you know, you're, you're, uh, this is not a good situation to be in. So now you, in oh. addition to capturing the croc, looks like you need some help. Georgette Candy, I've got to where I want to. <laughs> Georgette, anything you can do here? Keenan's still got the rope, I imagine. He's just... Uh, Georgette uh, sees this very precarious situation. She pulls out her hammer in an attempt to just kind of, she wants to toss it perfectly and launch it right in there just so it'll go <coughs> and spit up, let go of our friend Keenan, spit up the hammer and the nose. Yeah, you want to like wedge the jaw open and, and that sort of thing. Or you yeah, want I want her to go <coughs> Okay. Spit it all out. Wow. All right, let's see if, if uh, it I'm works. not doing that one. Is that the magic? <laughs> Ooh. That is a one. <laughs> I wonder teen. where this hammer is going. It's a one teen. Well, Georgette, you toss that hammer and oh, no. you aim a little too high because you hit Keenan square in the center of the forehead <laughs> and it knocks him into the swamp. And for a zoologist that spends a lot of time around animals and wildlife, it, nautical wildlife too, oceanic, he can't swim. So he's he's flailing in the water. Oh no, I'm drowning. And uh, the crocodile is almost laughing. Oh, <laughs> I love the way she laughs. So charming. <laughs> Keenan, you do have the rope around you still. No, so. no, it's around my neck. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And he's holding the other end over a branch. <laughs> <laughs> Candy, anything, anything you can do to help her? In situations like this, when your best friend's ex-boyfriend, who you're trying to get information to absolve her of a crime she's accused of, is drowning in a swamp next to a giant gator. I like to think, Croc, what do I do? How do I do? Mm -hmm. I get inside the mind <laughs> think like a of crocodile. the enemy. So I grab the float and I take the hole and I just rip it even bigger and I get inside and I wear it like a big croc suit. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's loose. So you're trying to be one with the crocodile. I want to be one with the crocodile. Can you roll to see if, if the crocodile buys it? Naturally. Five. Five. The croc, there's a, there's a convincing croc. There's a lot going I'm on here. I'm still singing, I'm a sexy baby. <laughs> Candy, you should incorporate this into your act at tables. <laughs> okay, so there is a lot going on here because this crocodile, it still has its jaw kind of like wedged open and it's looking at you and and, and Keenan is flailing in the water beside it and it's, it smells Keenan. Keenan smells pretty good, could be tasty. But uh, the crocodile is so distracted by what she perceives to be um, a, a singing, mate. A singing crocodile. Well, a potential mate coming toward her and she's starting to get a little aroused, especially by the the aggressive movements uh, that she is making at the crocodile. Uh, this crocodile is a lesbian. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, so she, she loves the ladies. She does, and right now, like there aren't any other female crocs in the park, so she's very uh, enticed by this. And yeah, she she's only got eyes for you now. Keenan's still drowning. So, uh, Keenan, do you want to try to? Roll and see if you can save yourself. Let me see if I can throw that rope over a branch or something. Sounds good. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> you attempt to throw the rope over a branch, but it just swivels back around and, 
does another knot around your neck. <laughs> uh, Georgette, do you want to try to help Keenan at all? It looks like maybe Candy's got the gator, at least currently covered. I'm going to dive in and bring old Keenan to back to the tram, to the shore. Oh. She's out into the water. What a hero, Georgette. Okay, She's well, done 30 manatee births. Let's uh, have a roll here to see if you can save <laughs> Keenan. Big roll. Three. It's a three, and you know, that's not that's not the best role, but Georgette, you are just so proficient at everything. You are such a strong woman. I said, fine, I'll do it myself. So I dive in. Um, let's have you roll again a second time, just to okay. let's do a follow-up on this. Oh no. <laughs> it's a one. Okay, so you you do manage, you swim in, mm-hmm. and you manage to get Keenan. The only problem is you both now have gotten tangled up in the rope. Oh no. So you're treading water, but you're supporting Keenan. He's not he's not dying. You're just struggling to tread water here caught in this rope. Candy, you are still doing your little enticing walk and dance toward the crocodile, toward Shelob. And maybe uh, we need you to kind of like speak to the crocodile. Like you're a very charming person. Yes. So is there any uh, yes. kind of introductory words here at this crocodile meet cute that you want to try to say to the croc. I remember once while I was getting a Manny Petty, mm-hmm. third one in a day, I was watching a show on the Animal Channel and it was all about crocodiles and lizards and they have a very beautiful way of speaking. And so <clears throat> I'm going to speak to this crocodile. Okay. Talk so sexy to her. Basically what I want to <laughs> say is, listen, I can already tell Sheila, we have an incredible connection. I really see something here, uh-huh. and I've, I haven't said it yet. I'm just oh, it's stating okay, my okay. intention that I'm going to put into what I say. I think we have an incredible connection. This could be the talk of the animal preserve, but I, I honestly, no cap, need your help, bitch. I need you to help me save my friends who are drowning over there. And so I do that. I go, this <laughs> 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 language. I'm dancing with And you're doing, you're making all these noises. Can you roll a d6? <laughs> uh-huh. Roll a d6, see if that yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. Two. Okay. <laughs> well, you're just making noises. Shelob has no fucking clue what you were trying to do here. But, but I will say, whatever you're doing is still working. She closes her eyes and then kind of puckers up her little crocodile lips, almost as if she's, she's preparing for a kiss. And you can kind of even see as she's doing this, it pushes that little Barbie stationary to the front of her jaws, to, the, to her front teeth, like almost within a, a, a reach here. Keenan and Georgette, your fates are sort of intertwined now. Yeah. Uh, I'm anyway. like, I wish Barbie was here. She's a lifeguard and a druid. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to save yourselves? Uh, how far away is this croc? Well, the croc's distracted. The croc okay. is, uh, Candy's got the croc under control. You just need to get yourselves out of this water and this precarious okay. situation. We just need to get to the shore a little bit. I'm gonna try to take the rope off my neck, throw it over a branch sticking out of the water. Okay, all right. Easy peasy, this one will probably work. Five. Oh, look, okay. I rolled a five. All right, five. So, Keenan, you are successful. Are you gonna try to um, keep Georgette with you here? Yeah, I'm gonna pull us both to shore. All right, so you're pulling and uh, Georgette, how does it how does it feel like you you went to this 
park to interrogate this, but this man's saving your life. George, I was thinking, wow, I had always heard he was a nice man, but things have been awfully bad since Barbie was framed for this murder, so I didn't have a lot of faith in poor Keenan, but I'm really grateful that he's saving my life right now. Would you, uh, would you say this is the first time maybe since Buck that a man has really shown you true kindness? I would say that, except for, uh, except for Rocky Pepiducci comes in my store every day. And, <laughs> oh, that's true. And, uh, that's true. he's always buying buttons, my buttons. <laughs> and he's saying, loosen up your buttons, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, he really knows how to push my buttons. Okay, In that okay. accent, it somehow doesn't sound disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> but... Somehow. Uh, <laughs> but but Keenan's a nice guy, too. Yeah. Keenan's a very nice okay, man. he's very nice man. And you feel very safe and... Okay. I sure do. Great. Well, that, I'm glad that you two are okay. And Candy, the note is within your grasp. The croc has its eyes closed. It's puckering up. All you need to do is reach out and take it. Okay. You gotta reciprocate. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the only way. Now I'm getting some new information here. Take it with your crocodile mouth. Which is, you can't just uh, uh, take the note. You've gotta slip some tongue to this okay. croc. Circle of life, like I said. It's not even my mouth. It's just the like floppy head of the float. Okay. And 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 I'm I'm like I'm reaching out for the note. I'm leaning the head in. I'm gonna take this, and then, you know, I've realized that. I've learned a lot about myself in these moments, what I want out of life and who I am. And I can't, I can't betray Shelob like this. And so I, I, instead of kissing her, I cut my hands around those weird croc jowls. And I say, Shelob, you mean the world to me, you dang, you, you big lizard. But I've got to go. This isn't the real me. As soon as the croc strikes midnight, I'll change back into a beautiful, hot musician that performs at a chain restaurant for lunch every Thursday. And you'll still be a croc, so I just need the note from you. And I need you to understand. I need you to listen to me, Shilab. It can't happen. Roll to appeal to croc sensibilities. It's beautiful. Six. A six. So, again, Shilab's life here has been kind of sad at the Animal Preserve because she's the biggest croc here. They keep trying to, to mate her with this guy, and she's like, I'm not interested. But for Sheila, right now, in this moment, just the idea that maybe love was tr true love, anything resembling love was within her, her little scaly grass. Her weird little hands. Her weird tiny little, what are they, talents? Oh, Who so knows? so cute. It was enough in this one moment. And Sheila, you, you make eye contact, not your eyes, but the eyes of the inflatable <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they kind of make in their weird roundabout way eye contact. And Shelob just sort of opens her jaw a little bit and then spits out the Barbie stationery. And she gives you one more kind of like longing look. You can, you have a connection there, you can tell. And then she uh, rears back and then slithers into the murky waters of the swamp. Whitney Houston is still playing. Whitney Houston <laughs> is blasting. <clears throat> and then uh, you hear a, a you hear a voice come over the intercom on the tram, which is it's uh, Stacy again, and she says, "Make sure you don't let Keenan get in the water. He can't swim over." <laughs> I've never seen such a beautiful display of nature. You've grabbed onto the nearby branch, and you're holding Georgette and. Uh... Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He Tarzan, you Jane, and so yeah, you've you've got the clue in hand. Keenan, you, you were able to get the clue back for the gals here. You, Candy, you did it. You got the letter from her. You made her feel love again. And I'm so distraught. 
I am so emotionally wrecked. I felt that love too. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Oh no. Candy, it's okay. You still oh, have... Zake texted me back. Zake. He said, oh. cool lizard. It's like my bearded dragon. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but as a friend. <laughs> yes, he's so platonically funny. Yes, and fuckable. <laughs> well, uh, you got this note now, and uh, but before you can look at this, and even just turn to say thank you to Keenan, he's... Well, it looks like we accomplished our mission today, or at least mine, I hope that it was able to continue you ladies on your quest too. Anyways, I gotta see a man about a wallaby. And then you see Keenan, uh, he gets up and he <laughs> he grabs a nearby vine and then starts swinging vine to vine like Tarzan away through the animal reserve. He, he can just, do anything. He just leaves the tram there unoccupied. <laughs> and uh, that is the last we, we see of Keenan. Candy, you've got the, the stationery in your hand, the final clue to possibly- In my weird little hand. I'm your still weird little croc. <laughs> croc hand. The final clue to possibly figuring out who the real killer of Kenneth is. And we're gonna learn what that clue is and try to piece it all together next time on Barbie Didn't Do It. That is the end of our episode for this, uh, this week. I am the doll maker and storyteller, Elise Willems, joined by Lindsay Washburn as Georgette. Howdy. Charlotte Avery as Candy, <laughs> and Jacob Fullerton. Poor Jacob Fullerton, who did this whole episode with a hoarse voice Good thank day. you as Keenan. Oh, you're great, God. you're great, Jacob. <laughs> um, yeah, he's giving the thumbs up, audio listeners, because he needs to take a break now. That's uh, our episode for this week. Make sure you are subscribed to the Funhouse YouTube channels so you can keep watching. We are two episodes now away from the finale. And you can also check out our post show on roosterteeth.com where we kind of like gab about what happened in the episode. And uh, yeah, and follow us on social media. And I think uh, that's it. If you're, if you're an audio listener, we do a whole video version that you can check out yeah. on YouTube. You missed out on some sweet moves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you did miss out on Candy's little walk, yeah. 